Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and boss babe biz owners that share their stories so that others can feel inspired, empowered, and connected to other women in business. We are the must-listen podcast for entrepreneurs throughout the Ottawa Valley, Lanark County, and the Pontiac. Here at our Boss Babes face behind the scenes, as we dive into real and brutally honest conversations about different industries, how women are smashing stereotypes, balancing motherhood, and are building successful businesses. This is OB Boss Babes. Looking for something to do? Come explore the communities throughout Mississippi Mills. Whether you're in Almont, Appleton, Blakeney, Clayton, Ramsey, or Pakenham, you will find the natural culture and heritage aspects combined with friendly people, unique shops, and amazing restaurants that will fill your visit with an incredible experience. Check out our Mississippi Fun Guide where you can learn about our history, explore the outdoors, parks and trails, learn more about local festivals and events, and find some tasty local eateries throughout the area. In Mississippi Mills, there's a smile around every corner and we always have time for company. Come for an hour, a day, or a week. We'll make sure you'll want to return again and again. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. For more than a decade, this babe has been sharing tips and advice about her favorite hikes around the national capital of her Girl Gone Good blog and Instagram accounts. Okay, so I basically just told you guys exactly who we're having on the pod, especially if you follow her already. She's a military veteran, an IT consultant, an Algonquin College graduate, and she is on a mission to promote the prioritization of wellness while exploring nature through safe and responsible recreation. She is an advocate for ensuring that your mental, physical, and spiritual health is looked after first and foremost, and has partnered with some huge Canadian outdoor organizations and partners that focus on mental health, conservation, well-being, and accessibility. Please welcome Vicki Lancier of Girl Gone Good in Almont, Ontario to OB Boss Babes. Hey, hey, friends. <laughs> Vicki, you grew up in Russell, Ontario, and that is right outside of Ottawa. It's a beautiful country town. Um, it's not too far, I believe, from Metcalf. Yeah. Am awesome. I right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then you spent 14 years in the military. So I want to know what drew you to want to join the forces and where your career took you during your time serving. Um, how about getting out of that small town life? Um, yeah, let's start there. Let's start there. No, honest to goodness. Um, my stepbrother came home one day and he's younger and he came home bragging that he joined army cadets and got to go shooting. As the big sister, I couldn't let him get away with that. I was like, how can you one up me? That's not, I'm not taking that. So I joined army cadets as a kid the very next day. He quit within two weeks and I ended up staying and joining the military. So it was all happenstance. And it's only because I wanted to one up my little brother. Isn't that funny, eh? And then also what's funny too, is that you relocated from one small town to another. So how did you wind up in Elmont? One, I enjoy small time, small town life. Two, Elmont is the perfect hub to get out into the counties that I really, really enjoy, like Lanark and Renfrew and Frontenac. And, uh, it's just that 
it's it's a good spot to land if you want to do weekend adventures. So it's a no-brainer. Well, I'm a small town country lover. I mean, rural small towns is my jam. I've grown up in Petawawa. I've embarked on other provinces. And when I say other provinces, I really mean like only one other province. Like I lived out in Alberta for a hot minute and, uh, and I really got to like enjoy the city life. I mean, I lived in Ottawa, I lived in Alberta and I got to really see the different aspects, but I also still like enjoyed the small town, the small town pieces. Like I lived in St. Albert, which I always compare to is like a Canada or, or, a or a Carlton place. Like that was kind of like my, my safe zone, right? Like I really gravitated toward those spots because it was like, I loved supporting the local businesses. I didn't always want to go to chain restaurants and I wanted to find my local community. And I feel Vicky that you and I are kind of similar in that regard. And every book, every business owner that I have on the podcast, like we find our groundings, we find our community and the, the people that support us are in these small towns. And like, that's where, that's where I think we we thrive the most. Yeah. And Almont's been especially incredible that way. All the small businesses support each other. Everyone's supported my endeavors. We now know each other. We share each other's stuff. We go to each other's events. And I've only been here two years. And um, they've just opened opened arms and they're wonderful. And I, they're stuck with me. So what brought you to Elmont? I need to know this. Oh, it's it's nothing that exciting. It was just simply closer to work. <laughs> Oh, where I do my IT consulting. And um, the, the joke's actually on me because I bought out here to be closer so I'd have a shorter drive to work. And then the pandemic, so I bought out here a new construction, new house, waiting for the house to be built. And um, after I signed the papers and it was bought, the pandemic hit and, you know, drum roll, please. I am now a remote worker for life and I'll never actually be going into work again. So it's a good thing that I actually love Elmont because um, it worked out. <laughs> it worked out great for you though, because like you're in the perfect prime spot for yourself, for your brand, Vicky. Like, like it's serendipity, right? Like it was the way it was supposed to work out for you. Now I want to get into your career and, and specifically your history because you went through some pretty traumatic and life-changing events during your time in the military, which, which really we don't talk about. Like we as society, we hear about it, but nobody really gets to hear from a female perspective about like their time in the military and what they went through. And you went through two severe and life-threatening crashes. You were called to serve in two tours in Afghanistan and you had overseas postings as well. So first, I want to talk about your time in Afghanistan and what that was like for you. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna start with caveating that I had the best career that anyone could ask for in the military. So sure, there was like some events and, and normal like military experiences, but there was also like I was riding high my entire 14 years. I got all the courses I want, all the awards I wanted, all the training, the friends, the experiences. I got the... I got them all like very, very happy with it. Um, Afghanistan. So I've, I've been to East Timor and Senegal and Afghanistan twice. And um, they, they really were foundational experiences, of course, being overseas. And um, I, I don't know what to say, except for it just gave me an opportunity to get closer to, to people that I still have those lifelong friendships with now. 
right? There's nothing more bonding than a little bit of hardship um, to make friends for life and really find your people. Um, Okay, but you were still relocating overseas. You were away from your family and friends. You were in a completely different environment. I like to say that I would love to be able to compare to that, Vicky, by saying that like I ventured out and I went to a different province, but I didn't go to Afghanistan in a whole different country, different culture. Like, how did you adjust to that culture, that way of life? Like, what was that like for you? Honestly, I didn't find it hard. I I started traveling on my own when I, I think I was 16 or 17 when I started taking like trips on my own. So I was quite used to that. And I'm not, I wasn't going away from friends or family. I was going away with friends and family. Mm. My military friends were the people I was closest to, not the people at home. So I had everyone with me. I had my support structure with me and we were going through stuff together. So to me, those were the best times, not the most challenging times. They were the best times. Vicki, it's so interesting to hear you talking about this because to be able to say, yep, put me in this situation, relocate me to anywhere. I will adjust as long as I am with people that I know, people that I'm comfortable with and a job that I enjoy. So any money, you were probably a grounding force for people to say, thank God Vicky is going with me to Afghanistan on this deployment because I bet that a lot of people probably felt nervous, scared, uncertain, like all the emotions being away and like going into an uncharted territory. Yes. And I was also scared and nervous and uncertain, of course. Like I remember my first deployment, I was 21. I cried and called home to another friend at 21 before we went into East Timor because I didn't know what I was getting into and I wasn't, didn't know what I was doing for the first time. Um, but you kind of, you, you kind of get used to it and you, you just gain that certainty with experience and you're okay with the uncertainty. I don't like using words twice, but I just did there. Um, there's nothing that allows you to feel more alive than having some hardship, not all the hardship in the world that it cripples us, but some, and just enough to reinforce your aliveness. Like I can't imagine I can't imagine growing up in a household where I never traveled. Everything was safe. I had all the luxuries in the world. Everything's beautiful and everyone gets along. To me, that's horrible. That's I would not feel alive in that environment at all. I wouldn't know who I am as a person. I wouldn't grow. I wouldn't stretch. Like I, I want to place myself in different environments and, and different challenges and hardships. That's that's where you could feel the blood running through your veins. And that's when you have big questions and big connections. It's the good stuff. Oh my God. I love that. It's the good stuff. I feel like all millennials kind of have that same mentality though, right? Like for me growing up in a small rural town, it was like our parents, like they didn't venture far. Like my, my, both my parents went to Ottawa or like stayed locally. That's where they stayed for, for 40 years and got their pension, like had the benefits. And then for, for us millennials, I feel like we were all embarking on a different path being like, we want to get out. We want to explore and we want to see the world. We want to do something different. And then our parents were like, wait, what? Like, I have to tell you, Vicky, like the funniest story with me in my life 
my journey was like completely different in the sense that like my parents had an expectation for their, like I'm their firstborn. So they had an expectation for me for like kind of following in their footsteps, working for the government. And I was like, no, I'm going to go out to Ottawa. I'm going to live my life, find my own career path. I ended up following my husband, like my now husband out to Alberta after knowing him for a hot second. And my family was like, what are you doing? And like, you know, I went up to Alberta and I was like, I'm going to like establish a career for myself and make my own way out there. And I think that like these learning opportunities though, challenge us and also like give us these life experiences that bring us to where we are today in our thirties. Well, I'm going to take this as a wonderful compliment because I'm actually a Gen Xer and <laughs> but I firmly, firmly believe that millennials are my people. Um, I actually went to university like a few years ago and my friends were like, oh God, like, aren't you, aren't you like frustrated and annoyed going to university with 20 year olds? I'm like, no, I think I finally found my people. <laughs> These are my little chameleons that want to do everything in the world. And I love them. Um, so thank you for that. And two, I did give my parents stress. Like when I left the military, my mom, my mom's like, I think I'm the only parent in the world that's excited that their child is now unemployed. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So circling back to the accidents, which like, I hate like talking about this Vicky, but I do want to talk about them because the crashes you experienced and then also being deployed alongside American troops in Afghanistan, they take a toll on your physical and mental health and PTSD in the military has been talked about for years, years and years and years. I've, I feel like I've heard about it because I'm, I'm from a military town. So my, my childhood friends, their dads were being deployed and I, and that's what it was. And I have to hone in on that. It was always the dads. I never heard about the moms, but nobody really understands the toll it takes when you're in direct combat duties, a dangerous war zone or taking part in peacekeeping missions. And it's a very common condition for many veterans after military service. So if you feel comfortable, did you experience PTSD or even following your time in the military? No. No, uh, I've never, I've never experienced PTSD. Um, but that said, I've always had a strong appreciation for mental health and struggles that friends go through and EMS go through. Um, have I had mental health struggles? Like I think the normal ones that we all get, <laughs> like as you can tell our short conversation, I like experiencing the full, I don't want to numb myself to anything. I like the full range of emotions and experiences we have in life. So yeah, I've had ups and flows like everyone else, but I've I've had no um no severe mental health struggles or PTSDs. That said, I'm not immune to having the blues or nightmares or stress or you know poor reactions. <laughs> we all have those. But um to circle back, like I can't imagine not having them. I can't imagine, you know, numbness or being struggle-free. That's just not the life that I that I want. You share your story on your website, which is like really where I got to understand you and, and your career, you really bear it at all. And when I was reading and, and like literally learning about all these traumatic, like specifically these two traumatic experiences that you had went through, like you went through a crash and then 
you had gone through another hardship like with, with colleagues. And that to me was like so painful, like for me to reading and to hear that you didn't experience PTSD is like, no. it's almost like, it makes me wonder, like, that is so uncommon almost. Like, how did you not? No, I'm currently writing like a, a new book about adversity and well-being. So this, <laughs> I'm sure that'll come out in that book. Um, but I lucked into a lot of things. There's a lot of aspects of well-being and, and going through adverse events that I, I just circumstantially lucked into. Like after, sure, we witnessed a plane crash when we were kids, but we were there as a community and the adults responded to it first. And we just had a minor exposure to the event. And then I had the tank accident in Petawawa, um, which was quite traumatic. <laughs> There's nothing like that, you know, smashing your face in, in a, in a tank when you're just starting to feel comfortable with how you look at 20, <laughs> you know, um, but I had the right people around me and I had well ahead of their time. I had this gruff sergeant come up to me and say, Hey, I know you're okay, but I really think you should just check in with psych anyways. Like, I mean, it was the late 1990s. This guy was well ahead of his time. Nobody would actually say that back then, but it just so happened that he said, Hey, I think you should. I think it's cool if you do. And I did. And then I had another friend who said, Hey, I think you should set yourself up with veterans affairs and this is how you do it. And then I had someone else suggest another thing. So I think it's just having, I had the right support, the right structure and the right people hint at the right time. Mm -hmm. And it was like a gradual progression of events. So one's like a mild exposure and then another mild exposure and then, okay, it's an event to get myself. And then later down the road, there'd be events with others, right? Um, but it was a buildup and I had time and space to figure out my coping mechanisms. Vicki, I love being able to talk about this, like about PTSD, whether it be in the military or in personal life experiences, because we don't tend to think about the people around us, right? Like who are experiencing the PTSD and and whether it be our family who are like trying to help us, trying to understand it, that's the biggest thing, right? Like it's that mentality of like trying to understand what that other person is going through. How do we help? What do we say? What do we not say? Like, and there still seems to be a social stigma around PTSD, whether it be in the military or any situation. Why do you think that is? I think we're growing out of it. I would counter that we're growing out of it. We have all these beautiful programs popping up. We're starting to learn that peer-to-peer -peer support is like the gateway to great healing. You know, we're experimenting with psychedelics. We're going down the research rabbit hole of the difference between PTS and TBIs and what that symptomology looks like. I actually think we're on the upswing of understanding and treating this well, and we just need to normalize it. Our feelings, it's just the biggest human fallacy that our experience, whatever that experience is, that we're the only ones that feel that way and we're the only ones that experienced it. And to have those two feelings is, is just, it's putting yourself down a bumpy road for no reason when the reality is there are tons of other people who both understand and have gone through whatever it is that you've experienced or think. I think having more women in, in the military as well, 
really kind of helps, you know, other women who are entering it, right? Like I feel it's, it's more easier to have a female confidant to be able to kind of share your difficulties and your struggles with versus a male counterpart. And I know you're kind of, no, tell me, you know, when we, when we dive into like gender conversations in the military, I just, I can't tell you how I have not had it like, see, you trumped me. I have no words for this. It just wasn't my experience. I really had great experiences and I had a lot of people treat me like either a little sister or as a counterpart, but mm. I've never had the big struggle of being a female in the military. All right. So next I'm going to talk about you leaving the military, Vicki, because in 2011, you decided to take a step back and, and you decided to leave the military. So why was that? I, I wanted to leave while I loved it. So a lot of folks stay in a long time and that's okay too, but I wanted to have more experiences in life and I wanted to challenge myself. And I feel like I already topped up in the military environment. Like I did everything that I wanted to do. I feel like I did everything I could have done. Um, and I, and I was starting to have, like, there were some not hard times, but it just wasn't fun times. Um, and I thought, well, let's, let's change. And then in 2012, mm -hmm. you started Girl Gone Good. So tell us what Girl Gone Good is and how you came up with it. <laughs> For the love of everything. It's the most ridiculous name. <laughs> ridiculous name ever. And I'll be the first one to admit it. But it, it started out just as a blog. Like if I would have known that it would have grown into this, you know, hiking resource community, I would have never have picked Girl Gone Good. And thankfully I made it work. Um, but it honestly started out as a blog where I shared like travel pictures and smoothie pictures. And I was just showing like the good life. That's what I wanted to show. I'm out of the military and I'm going to make good on life. And here we go. Let's have all these adventures. Um, <laughs> just grew. And uh, that's, that's what it is. I can't change it now. It's trademarked. <laughs> I can totally understand this though, Vicky, because I've questioned my own brand and name, OV Boss Babes. Like, honestly, not everyone resonates with the Boss Babe name or takes me and my brand seriously. And society, specifically women, are shifting away from the Boss Babe culture. So, I mean, who knows if I'm going to end up changing it or name it something completely different down the road. But anyways, I'm <laughs> I'm going off topic here. I'm not trademarked though, like you, Vicky. Like for you, there's no going back now. No, I think my my trademark agent would kill me if I said, hey, I want to change to something else. They're like, no, I'm not doing the paperwork. But it, it is what you said. Like originally it was this very like girly and pink website. And um, here's all your fancy smoothies <laughs> and all those things. Um, and now I, I changed my branding colors. It's all about hiking. We changed the going good to being focused on charities. Um, so even though I couldn't change the name, I changed everything else around it to be more inclusive to everybody. So your brand focuses on mental health, wellness, and wilderness, but how are those three pillars all connected, Vicki? Um, <laughs> I, 
I think there's like no discounting. There's enough science out there already that going outside is good for us. And when we don't go outside, we tend to be on the decline. And that was never more evident than in the pandemic when we saw everyone desperate to get outside and do something to balance all the the indoor life that we were starting to wear down on us. So um, I can't speak for like doctors and <laughs> researchers, but the science is all there. It does us good to be outside. Well, how has nature played a role in your own mental health and well-being? It's just a pillar. It's, it, you know, getting, it's just a pillar of health, a determinant of health. It, um, it's just part of life. I think without it is more important than being with it. Like without nature, then I could feel the effects. Then I could feel my health declining. With nature is just normal. Thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Stick around and we'll be right back. syrup capital of Ontario, Lanark County is made up of small towns, cottage communities, and beautiful hilly landscapes. Only an hour drive southwest of Ottawa, the area has become a popular day trip destination for many locals and visitors from the nation's capital. Amid the beauty, there is so much to do and see with museums, historic landmarks, shops of many kinds, delightful dining, and outdoor opportunities for adventure. This region is known as a shopping and staycation destination all year long. While you explore Lanark County, be sure to stop in at one of the many sites along the Maple Trail. Each destination on the Build Your Own Maple Adventure offers a chance to enjoy the truly Canadian delicacy of maple syrup with restaurants, cafes, sugar camps, shops, and events. To learn more all about what there is to see and do in Lanark County, visit the area's tourism website at www.lanarkcountytourism.com. Join Local Immigration Partnership of Renfrew and Lanark this June for their second annual Culture Connect, a celebration of beauty and diversity and the importance of culture. Culture Connect brings together community groups and organizations from across the Ottawa Valley and creates space for learning, special connection, and fun. Take part in the various events and activities happening throughout the Valley during June and be a part of creating space to enhance intercultural learning by visiting www.liplanarkrenfrew.ca forward slash culture dash connect. Are you a woman who's ready to improve your relationship with money so you can start living the life you really want to live? Then you need to join Sand Dollars Prosperity Circle, which starts this July. Financial counselor Pamela George will help you radically transform your relationship with money by addressing your money beliefs and money mindset. In this six-month group program, Pamela will create a balanced budget for you as well as a debt repayment plan that will not damage your credit. She will help you to create systems for your money that will support you thriving and being in control of your finances. Please visit www.sanddollar.co to learn more and to book a call with Pamela. Spots are limited.
Hey babes, it's your number one gal pal Jennifer from Ashton Gal Pals Women's Network and Community. Join our girl gang for recipes, shop local spotlights, health and wellness tips, and events for gals and kids in Lanark County, Carlton Place, Beckwith, and of course Ashton. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, and you're listening to the OV Boss Babes Podcast. So your resources are meant for folks to experience the benefits of nature to its fullest and explore new and unforgettable hiking trails while engaging in safe and responsible recreation. So Vicki, tell us what Girl Gone Good all offers to her community. And I'm saying her community because you're her, you're she, like you are the female boss babe behind this brand. Yeah accidentally (laughs) I laugh a lot because the hiking community we have such a great hiking community in Ottawa and Ottawa Valley like it's just incredible and everybody is connected and they all coordinate and they all support each other um I am the one that really likes to hide behind my laptop and provide the resources but I don't get out and see people often um so Girl Gone Good as a website is really there to provide it's it's to connect the dots. So I want everyone to understand like what kind of land they're hiking on and why there's these kind of guidelines. And here's some free resources on what to wear and where to go. And maybe here's some things that you should teach your kids or can teach your kids about being outside or those nice little reminders that the NCC trails are not going to be like the trails in the counties and, you know, the, the impacts of that. So it really is a hiking resource website. That's it. But you do tend to put yourself out there though, too. Like it's so nice to be able to see your face behind your brand, your business and, and you outside exploring the area. So like we do get to know you and I do like to even, even read Vicky about all the different places that you're exploring and, and the mental health and and the wellness uh, advice that you're offering your community too. So, I mean, it's not like you're kind of hiding behind your website or the, or the scenes to speak, you know, like you're actually putting a, a face to your brand too, which I think is very, very important and something I'm constantly advocating to my business owners that I'm speaking with on the podcast to do. Cause I'm like, put your face out there. People want to know who that is. Yeah. I think it's important for any business like that. If you want people to care about your business, you have to give them a story to care about. And in order to give them a story, you have to show yourself. So I'm all for sharing bits of my story and putting myself out there. I think what I was getting at is that a lot of folks will ask like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Or if you ever need a hiking partner or Hey, do you do group hikes? The answer is always no with kindness. Um, But but I know 10 other people in Ottawa that offer group hikes and wonderful events that you could go join. And I will gladly share those with you. Mm. You know, are you more of a solo hiker? Yeah. I primarily only hike by myself because I'm too sporadic, like spontaneous. I just have my hiking stuff in the trunk of my car And I never know when I'm going on a hike. I just go for a really long drive. And sometimes I stop and sometimes I don't stop. But making plans and being somewhere for a time, I'm not good at that. That's not me. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, though. Because it's funny. Like, for myself, and I always, like, dub myself, like, being an extrovert. I love being with people. 
but I also really value my alone time. I feel like it's such an empowering thing to be comfortable with yourself, but especially in the outdoors, to be able to embark on your own adventure, know that you've got the safe resources, um, equipment, maybe even like, yeah, exactly. Like, I just think it's so empowering to be able to say like, I can do this on my own. And it's funny, Vicky, I have to tell you, I have to tell you the funniest story when I was at West. I remember when I first moved out there and I wanted to go to Banff and my husband worked full time and I hadn't started my job at, at uh, the University of, of Alberta yet. And I had said to my husband, I'm going to go for a hike with our dog. We had a bull mastiff and I was like, I'm safe. I'll just throw our dog in the car and we're going to go out to Banff or Jasper or Cardiff and we're going to be fine. Plugged in my headphones away. I went, didn't tell anybody where I was going. This is before like the, the find my friends app was invented or, or Google tracker or anything like that. I didn't have that on. And I remember like, I went out there with my dog, plugged my headphones in, didn't think twice. I was wearing just like normal running shoes. Didn't bring a jacket, didn't bring water, didn't bring food, nothing like nothing. I don't even know if I even had a leash for my dog. (laughs) Fine. We're going to be out in the wilderness. And I remember getting home and my husband, like my, my boyfriend, like my husband now, but like boyfriend then was like, where the fuck were you? And I was like, I was out in like Cardiff for the day. And he was like, you didn't tell me where you were going. What were you wearing? What about the conditions? You've never been out there in your life. You are near the mountains in Banff. There are bears. There are like coyotes. Like you don't know what's out there. And you didn't tell anybody what you were doing. Yeah. So to be able to do that independently is great, but to do it independently and smart, that's right, Vicki, like smart mm-hmm. with the right resources. And that's really what you do. You really educate your, your followers and, and every, anybody that's really like inquiring with you to give that, that, that information, because it's so smart. Like, don't be stupid. Well, it, it's, you know what? It, it's um people get really angry like what are you doing out there alone or what are you doing without like a gps spotter or how come you don't have bear spray with you or why don't you have a leash on but a lot of people don't know what they don't know and you hiked the last trail you hiked so people would come out of ottawa during the pandemic and go into the county and they're like well it's a, like a, a trail a trail will have their direction signs right and well i'm gonna have cell reception right and you're just not and it's surprising how fast out of the city and arguably still within city limits that you lose cell reception that you need extra safety gear um you know all these things that are just not considered um but you can't you can't get mad at people you could just educate and that's that's the whole point of it so you strongly advocate that anyone can become a hiker vicky and in, and enjoy exploring and soaking up with the outdoors all offers But how can someone get into hiking and what kinds of clothes and footwear should they invest in when hiking in the beautiful Ottawa Valley? So my first rule of thumb would be don't invest in anything. I really don't. You know, we have a tendency when we get into triathlon or cycling or anything else, we, we, especially Ottawa, bless us, we spend all this money on this new sport and go all in. That's our tendency. Hiking doesn't need to be like that. You don't need expensive things. Just have a good pair of running shoes and start with trails that are well-populated and well-marked. 
that's it. Figure out if you like it first or not. I mean, anyone could Google what the 10 essentials are for hiking, which is typical, like, you know, have rain gear on you and first aid kit and all those lovely things that you could adapt to Ottawa's trails. But the truth is all you need is normal sneakers and a good attitude. So Vicki, you prefer to go off the beaten path and find hiking trails that fly under the radar and don't necessarily pop up on 2023's best hiking and walking trails in Ottawa. So yeah. tell us, what are some of the lesser known hiking and walking trails in and around Ottawa and the Valley? I'm almost nervous of this question when people ask it, because if I name one trail, everyone's going to go there. And the whole point is to spread everyone out. There are three very popular trails that I don't, don't mention anywhere because they are overburdened with populating. And if I hear like so many folks will tell me how much they go to Gatineau Park and it's not worthwhile going anywhere else because they are used to it and it's a familiar spot. Gatineau Park's beautiful, but there are more beautiful spots in and around Ottawa that are just as accessible within the same driving distance that will challenge you just as much. So I would love to see people go out into the counties. If they want something rugged, that's what I get challenged on. Like, oh, there's no long trails or big elevations. Then I challenge you to go out to Frontenac County or Renfrew or uh, Lenox and Addington and go up and down those rugged trails. Hey, Ottawa, take a hike. That's right. <laughs> and take a hike with Vicky's new book, Best Hikes, that she just released last month. So let's grab your favorite hiking friend and go. But first, before we do that, Vicki, tell us about your new book, which contains 50 detailed trail reports, maps, safety tips, and so much more. I am excited about this book. It's my first toe in the water with authorship. Um, but more importantly, it serves the community that I started. So I'm stoked that it has, that we have another trail book for Ottawa. The 50 trails are within two hours of Ottawa. So it does help spread people out to some either known or lesser known trails. It is divided by feature and hiker type. So it's got like the five best waterfalls and towers and five best for coffee lovers and accessible and dog owners. So I kind of like that division. I snuck in like more trail recommendations in the book um, for each one. So no one's going to get bored. And I actually had someone message me and said that they're taking the whole book and using it as a challenge this year. And within a week, they already completed three hikes on their own because they're determined to do all 50 in a year. Incredible. And Vicki, I love that you like kind of subtly like snuck it in there. You're next book like this is not your first published book like let's just like pump your tires a little bit because like <laughs> holy cow woman you're on a roll already and you've got more exciting projects in the works too which we're going to talk about shortly yeah it's been a lot of fun I made quick reference guides for a few years to raise money for the charities with Girl Gone Good and that went really really well and uh, actually within the two years, we were able to raise over $27,000 for charity. And that's the whole point of Girl Gone Good. Um, this book is traditionally published with Ottawa Press and Publishing. They're wonderful. And uh, I actually snuck out to chapters today to see the book in chapters. And uh, it felt a little surreal, but I'm really happy it's out there. And um, yeah. Yeah, you made it. 
It's in chapters, indigo. Like, I know that like, it's not New York Times bestsellers list in the States, but you know what? Good for you. Like, that is something to be so proud of and like, shout from the rooftops. And if you won't, I will. Uh, it still feels really, really surreal and weird and wonderful. It's awesome. How cool is it though? <laughs> it really you just have an article written about you too, like somewhere like citizen, honestly, yeah. people are recognizing, like people are recognizing the great work that you're doing. And, uh, and while we're kind of like focusing on the great work that you're doing, you did just like slide in there, uh, how you donated 27,000 27,000. Like, let's just like hone in on this a little bit, Vicky, and like realize like that huge number. So you've donated to charities. Like that is like the backbone of Girl and Gone Good and what you've all wanted to do. Um, and just, and just support great local businesses that are focused on the well-being and, uh, and mental health and, and, and wilderness in general. So tell us more about that. Oh, we got, I got two really wonderful charities. And of course, it's like the the ebb and flow of, of Girl Gone Good too, or the two sides of it. So I have Mississippi Madawaska Land Trust, which is out here in Lanark County. And they are just phenomenal folks that really, really care about the environment. They have beautiful properties like High Lonesome and Blueberry Mountain that, you know, trails that everybody loves. And what I really enjoy about them is that they host a lot of community events and seminars. And they will just keep buying strategically buying up property and putting in conservation efforts to make sure that nature around us is sustainable and managed properly. Like they just, they're wonderful. They're incredibly wonderful. And the other one is boots on the ground. That's for mental health. They are 24 seven peer to peer trained peer to peer support for EMS. And I believe they just opened up to veterans as well. And they started out in Ontario, but they're going national. So Vicky, like this sounds like such a silly question, but like, why did you want to donate such a huge amount of your profits towards awesome. nonprofits and charities? Yeah, all all proceeds went to um, charities. Those two mainly, and then other folks like Wounded Warriors and Chio uh, over the years. It's the whole point. Like, if you ask me what I want to be when I grow up, I want to be a philanthropist. That's what I want to do. <laughs> When uh, the quick reference guides, when people were interested in, well, that's, that's my way to feel good it's by paying it forward. There's no so, brainer. Vicki, you're building a wonderful and inclusive community. And honestly, you're encouraging everybody just to be a better and, and good human in your words, right? Like, a, like a good human, like just, just be good, do good. So tell me about good human revolution and how you're helping communities connect with themselves with others and with nature. Aww. Um, so there's really like three components. There's encouraging responsible recreation, there's sharing inclusive resources, and then there's donating to the charities. And I really like leveraging, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. So I'll leverage great resources that are already out there, like Nature for All. They're one of my partners and they have multilingual resources for children. They have soundscapes for kids so that they could listen to different forests and rainforests all over the world and hear what the sounds are. They have comic books for kids and all in different languages. And then there's Outdoor Play uh, Canada, which is going to have an event this summer as well and here in Ottawa. And they work together with like different forest schools and stuff and encourage Ottawa to get outdoors with their kiddos. That's, that's what it's all about. 
Becky, you're doing so many great things. It's so exciting to be following you and seeing all the great work you're doing, as well as like being able to donate to all these charities and nonprofits. But I want to know, where is this journey taking you? Where is this brand taking you? You're trademarked, you're registered, and you're embarking on some pretty exciting stuff, which we kind of like teased earlier. And even when I was messaging you off the pod, you had kind of told me a little bit about how you're kind of like looking to embark more onto your entrepreneurship path and get away from working for the big guys, working for the government and <laughs> doing your own thing. I'm here for it. And I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. Well, Girl Ganga, it's going to stay the way it is for now. And it's just going to stay with the resources, but I'm going to leverage other people more. I want to stop doing everything myself. I want to stop repeating what other people are already doing super, super well. I don't need to do that. I just need to tell folks that other people exist with these wonderful resources. So Girl Gone Good is going to stay the way it is for now. Um, but I am dipping my toe into um, being a speaker and writing my next book, which is super exciting. So I've launched my own website, which is vickiamlotzie.com and a big life newsletter. And this website is all about living at the intersection of adversity and well-being and what that encompasses in order to live your own big life. So I am writing a book for, um, writing a book for folks who really want to live a big life, but can't seem to catch a break. And then how do they deal with that adversity? So that's the book that I'm, I'm, I'm writing next and really excited about. Um, yeah, so I think I'm just going to carry on with that and try and grow as a speaker. I give talks now on mass casualty incidents and how to mitigate those impacts. And I'm just going to keep going. Now, are you going to be starting a new social media page? I know you've already got your website up and running, but how are you planning to market yourself? Because Vicky, everybody knows you from Girl Gone Good, right? Like, how are you going to be able to kind of like encompass this new brand but like kind of taking them together it's hard to make that shift to a new business and then you don't want like too many different facets <laughs> I'm really a fan of doing like less better instead of more mediocrely um but for me like at, at the beginning Girl Gone Good was a lot of health and wellness and then hiking and then kind of both and this is splitting it up again so I've taken most of the blogs that I had on wellness and well-being off of Girl Gone Good, and they are now on my namesake website. And I will work on adversity and well-being on that website and keep Girl Gone Good strictly as hiking resources for everyone's health. Um, and then I just want to, I just want to grow it from there. So I do have like I'm on Instagram and you know LinkedIn primarily with the the new one, and it's just writing this book is probably one of my more favorite activities in the last few years. Vicky, like when can we expect this next one? Because obviously like we're on to bigger and better things. It's like we finished one project and we're already on to the next. I got the bug. I like writing. Um, <laughs> but what I'm learning about writing a book and writing a really, really good book is that these things do not happen overnight. And if you want to pitch it to publishers, like a lot of those streams, hybrid or traditional, you're looking at an 18 month runway once you get accepted from them, right? So um, depending on how things go, maybe early 2025, maybe late 2025. So it's still going to be another year and a half out. Um, 
unless I just, you know, hit the jackpot and get <laughs> late 2024 with, with someone wonderful. But the, the draft is, the, the first draft is near done and it's gone, it's going through developmental edits. And then I will just carry on with that stream. Yeah. All good things take time. It's progress, but it's going to give you so much more time to kind of like decide where you want to take this, embark on this new adventure, explore new opportunities and partnerships and really see where your, your entrepreneurial path will take you. That's, that's the idea. It's my retirement job to be like, that's my dream retirement is to be a speaker and an author and give away most of my money. Can we do that? Cause that would be lovely. That's, that's the dream right there. And we're just okay. going to slowly inch towards it. After our conversation today and getting to know you more, I have no doubt that you're going to do it. I'm so excited. We might have to bring you back, Becky. Thank you. <laughs> so much fun. Now we're honing in on our time here. So we're, we are counting down into our hour, but I do have some really exciting and fun wilderness questions to ask you. So are you ready to dive into my rapid 10? Let's go. Okay. Vicki, what do you consider a good trail? Every trail, uh, every trail is a great. Okay. So one of my favorites, Sheffield conservation area or Morris Island conservation area. What do we need to know about hiking during hunting season? Oof, that not all trails are considered are considered equal. So some will shut down, some will stay open, and there's going to be hunters nearby, and some won't have any hunters nearby at all. So the key here, check with the trail manager website. How many hiking trails in Ontario have you crossed off your bucket list to date? Over 200, but I don't know. I was going to say, and how many more to go? <laughs> like. 300 or close to 300 in the last quick reference guide. So Ontario is a big province. <laughs> There's a lot of trails. People think, oh, we've only got a few. No, 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 son. We've got thousands. <laughs> Would you ever apply to a reality survival show like Alone? No. <laughs> no. I am a very happy, comfortable day hiker. I will <laughs> die in the season of Alone. <laughs> Best outdoors and adventure or adventure account to follow. Oof, only one? I'm gonna have a hard time with this. There's um Vanessa Racine from Au-delà la Paysage. There's Brandon from Aventure Outaouais. There's Hustle Hikers out of Toronto. I think they're fabulous. And maybe Ontario hiking. Lauren, she's amazing. Tons. Sorrel or Timberland hiking boots? Neither. <laughs> What do you recommend then? Oh my goodness. That's like asking what's the best bra for another <laughs> like girlfriend. You can't, hiking boots are too, each has their own, our feet have different needs, whatever works best for you. As long as they are sturdy, they don't cause you blisters and maybe go for waterproof for mud season. Vicki, have you ever run into a bear or coyote or wildlife animal that you don't really want to necessarily run into when you're hiking yeah I've seen some few black bears around here and um, definitely seen in the distance a grizzly while hiking out west and then decided to abort that hike um and uh yeah but that's it the black bears around here are just they're fine you just ignore them don't get in their way and you kind of back off well what are three hiking essentials that like you swear by 
Ooh, but there's 10. So on top of the 10, on top of the 10 hiking essentials that anyone could Google from REI or Mac, I would say for Ontario, bear spray, a lint roller for your pants afterwards to check for uh, small ticks and sandals to keep in the car because there's nothing better than taking off your hiking boots and driving home in sandals. And Vicki, who is one local boss, babe, that inspires you that you think everyone should know about? I can't name, I can't, I can't name one. <laughs> There's no way I can name one. Uh, I'm just going to say to all, all the entrepreneur friends in Lanark County, since I've come here, I has been, they have been so incredible that I am just, I'm honored to be part of the community. Well, Vicki, we are honored to have you a part of our OV Boss Babes community. And thank you so much for, for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to, to sit down with me and share with me your story and all the great work that you're doing. And like I said, like we're just so excited to see what you're all up to next and follow along and, and see which hiking trail that you're embarking on next. That's awesome. It's been so great to be here and share all this with you and whoever reaches those 50 hikes first make sure you tag me on social media so I could actually see that yeah, <laughs> absolutely Vicki tell everybody to where they can follow you on the socials plug your website and uh and yeah anything else you want to share and plug so for all the girl gone good stuff it is simply at girl gone good on social media or girlgonegood.com for the adversity and well-being and my more personal side of the writing adventure, it's Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E-M-L-A-N-T-H-I-E-R.com. And the same for uh, social media, it's Vicky M. Lancier. That's it. Perfect. Vicky, thank you so much. I honestly cannot thank you enough for, for just doing this interview with me. And like I said earlier to you, whether I was, I said it on the pod or off the pod, I just, I've been following you for quite some time and it's just been such an honor to finally feature you on the podcast and share with all of my listeners and followers, your story, because I'm not an, I'm not an adventure type girl. I'm a house cat for on Like, honestly, like true and true, but you inspire me to want to get out and explore. And I like, I need to get back to like that adventure part of me that like literally was living out in Alberta and like, just like would go off on a, on an adventure all by myself. And I just, I, I need to get back to that, that outdoor aspect person of myself. Name the day, Holly, I'll come pick you up. We're going to go see the sunrise and then we're jumping in a lake. Let's go. <laughs> honestly, I will take you up on that. Babes, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of OB Boss Babes podcast with our guest, Vicki from Girl Gone Good. Now, if you like this episode, do me a favor and screenshot it right now, share it on your stories and be sure to tag OB Boss Babes and Girl Gone Good so that we know that you were listening to our episode. Better yet, slide into our DMs and let us know what you thought about it. What are some great takeaways that you took away from this episode and how you are going to implement them onto your next hike. And if you can just do me one more favor, give us a five-star rating and better yet, subscribe so that you never miss another episode. OB Boss Babes will be back again on Wednesday with our regular Boss Babe Corner series. So if you're not following us on the socials already, give us a follow so that you will be able to see who is featured next. <laughs>